0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes.
1: I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan.
0: I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oops the podcast. My name is Giulio Gallarotti those of you who have never tuned in before welcome i'm joined by francis cc ellis that's it francis what is going on
0: hey dude i'm good what's up
1: i would like to say at the beginning of this episode i enjoy spending these days with all three of you gentlemen who are in this room chris ryan and francis i enjoy spending it with all of you listening i do not take it for granted that i get to sit here and talk shit with one of my best friends (sighs) and get paid for it chills it's really phenomenal And I try to remind myself of that as often as possible because it is, I'm living my dream.
0: Oh, my God. What a way to start the podcast. Let's fucking go, baby. But also, this was your dream? Yes. Come on. It's My my dream
1: was, can I uh, live my life without having to do anything else to keep my comedy career going?
0: That's cool. That's, that's cool that you recognize that. And
1: although, you know, I've been living this life for a while, but perhaps not as comfortably as I do now.
0: You know, I, I think of, um, I, I only say that because for me, I think the, the, the more clear manifestation of the dream is when we do a live show of Oops! The Podcast. Interesting. You know, because then yeah. you're up on stage in front of people, fans or whatever, who are watching you do and you're you're making money that's that i would say more likely is living the dream for me right
1: that's like totally totally they're two dreams they're related dreams
0: but sitting in a in a bedroom with three people clicking I, their buttons and
1: this is the dream to me bro a
0: guy like me who's like man i need a snack <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's i don't know um, speaking really quick, speaking yeah. of live shows, we've got Boston Oops podcast live March 24th. Get tickets for that city winery, uh, Francis Ellis.com. You can also go on the city winery website, Oops podcast website. Find that.
1: It's on my website as well. That's it. Um, and I'm sure that if you have half a brain, you'll be able to locate them.
0: Sure will. <laughs> Don't I need a whole one for feel bad for the person
1: who, who isn't able to and it's like,
0: yeah. God damn it. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Were there any kids at your high school who, let's say, a girl at your high school who got pregnant, or was there any scandal of, um, you know, a a girl whose parents disowned her, anything like that at your high school?
1: There was a guy who had a kid in high
0: school. Come on.
1: But the girl who he had the kid with did not go to our high school. Um and he had this kid very young. I think he must have been 15 or 16. That is bad. That's uh, rough. His name was Stefan. He was a very nice guy. And he was the first person to sell burned CDs. Wow. I bought The G Code Juvenile off of him. I also bought Destiny's Child uh Destiny's Child's album off of him. Wow.
0: How much uh, was lot, he selling them for? I think $8. Uh, that's better than the 13 or 12 that you would pay at strawberries yeah, something like that he yeah. might have been
1: doing two for ten he had a cd Ooh. burner wow. which was a big deal at the time yeah and uh yeah Stefan. interesting but that was it, that was it. And, and no no like she's living out of her car because her parents kicked like yeah. if there were if they weren't high, high profile stories and they were temporary
0: i see from what i remember were there um interesting so did people look at him differently was there respect for him or was he a scandal
1: I got to be honest he was always a very mature guy he he to be honest if there was a person at our school who could have handled having a child at such a young age he seems like he would have been a top candidate
0: wow um, well look at him he was an entrepreneur i mean he started uh, yeah. selling cds to buy for baby formula
1: <laughs> but the, <laughs> the, the cds i think were before Car the, kid, seats, the kid stuff like that but it was yeah, i forget specifically how old he was but he was young uh and, but this guy had a mustache in fifth grade.
0: Damn. Like he
1: was a man, young. So he was red, Iraq.
0: Was he the mother of his child uh, <laughs> his age or was she some, you know, older woman? I don't know.
1: I don't, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but, and I don't, yeah, I just remember the kid. It was the first time I'd experienced like a kid growing up and like in having having it seem like a f- more was happening than the couple years that i had just gone through yeah like the way that this kid got older uh but i don't remember
0: enough of the specifics. Did, did you ever see or meet his uh significant other? I believe so. Other?
1: Oh no, sorry. I thought you meant the kid. I think i i saw uh, the kid, i believe. I don't think i don't know about the significant other. I'm not sure.
0: So you don't know if they were they together? I don't know. Okay, but you saw the kid though.
1: I think he brought the kid to school once or something. Wow, maybe like after school, like something. But he seemed very fond of the, ki- of the kid. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That. What about you?
0: Uh, not at my school. Mm, no, not at my high school. But there, the the town over. I mean, this was nuts. The. Uh, not the town over I had gone to a different school from first to eighth grade, this mm-hmm. very kind of progressive private school okay. called Wayne Fleet.
1: Is it in Wayne, New Jersey?
0: No, it was in maine oh
1: what oh when did you move to Maine again?
0: when I was four? Oh you I lived in Maine my whole life.
1: you literally just said I moved to Maine when I was four in the last episode? I know that. <laughs> I just got confused. That's okay. All
0: right. No problem. I spent that most of that episode talking about that vest, <laughs> so I could see how you could get the details of my <laughs> towns mixed up. The point is, this was a—I don't know—a a, a very progressive kind of almost artsy theater. Not, but that's not—I don't know—just very open-minded. I get it. It's like of, the type
1: of school where you take the day off to protest the war in Iraq.
0: Yeah, you like it. it could very well have. <laughs> blossomed some communists right, or right, right. you know whatever I, I don't know just yeah encouraging a free thought and all of that so but but some incredibly successful people as well a lot of kids went to really good schools it was probably the best school in the state certainly of the private schools okay but then it was really small and the sports weren't good so i left for high school to go to a public school that had better you know it was just bigger and better sports and stuff like that but at that private school there was a girl who was a couple years older than me and i think and i only know this is true because it was in the paper and so i don't think i'm sharing over you know too much without that wasn't publicly readily available information she got pregnant she told her parents and they kidnapped her and started driving her to a a clinic to try to abort get it taken care of across state lines and i think somehow she escaped from the car and reported them
1: her parents yeah is it even kidnapping if you're a minor they pushed her in the car
0: against her will and they had her like tied up or something Holy it was shit. it was really bad what the fuck it was really nuts so like
1: she wanted to have the baby
0: i think so Right. and told them and then they said absolutely not you're too young and then they had a you know this crazy <laughs> when, fight
1: when well-intentioned parenting goes wrong yeah there is a fine line between like if i say i don't want to go to school and my parents physically force me to go did they just kidnap me and send me like that's ridiculous right? i know um but that does sound insane
0: yeah and it was it was big in the paper but it was crazy because it just this you wouldn't have thought it would have happened at that school. Mm-hmm. But sometimes these schools that where there's, you know, more money and I guess freedom for, and less structure and encouraging people to kind of do their own thing. That's where you get. I've seen it in New York, you know, in my tutoring days, it was always the more progressive, structureless, rudderless private schools where the kids would end up lost and experimenting with drugs and mm. cutting cutting is yeah, a huge yeah. thing now this this self mutilation stuff yeah I, I mean i remember hearing about it when we were kids yeah but i don't remember hearing about it much and now it's rampant really yeah I, at least yeah. in the new york private schools
1: i believe it i mean yeah i like it's you're gonna have some sort of like teens dealing with their shit no matter where you're at You know, it manifests itself in different ways. Right. Um, It is interesting. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical an industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting really spectacular if you want to start your very own podcast anchor.fm download it now do you do you, like is there uh so first of all you went from this like progressive uh private school to a public school was there, a, was, there was there a difficult culture curve for you
0: no it was like no, the same I shit. I can't say that only because the the public school, I mean, Maine it's no secret is the is the country's least diverse state. Number 1.
1: Okay, but as far So
0: it was all it's all white middle class white kids at the public okay. school.
1: Okay. But but I'm I'm making an assumption here and correct me if I'm wrong, but like the fact that you went to this
0: Even prestigious
1: in, school where pe- maybe people's families had more money was it
0: maine didn't maine, maine didn't there wasn't so much money in maine the state of maine in general wasn't so wealthy that that any wealth gap was that noticeable okay. so like it
1: was all within like a range yeah there were
0: wealthier kids yeah. at the at the public school than there were at the private school yeah. and in fact the private school was my more diverse than the public school was interesting okay um and you just you know you had kids at the, the i don't know it was just it, it, there wasn't it wasn't some elite private school. It just, because it's Maine. Yeah. Like there, there's nobody up there that has Greenwich, Connecticut money. Right. Okay. Or like Westchester money, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Is there, I don't know. Sorry. No, is, go ahead. Is
1: there a kid that stands out in your mind as the coolest kid in your high school when you were in high school?
0: Um, that's a great question. I mean, there are a few that come to mind.
1: There's no like unanimous that guy was the coolest guy in our school.
0: Um, I when I was a sophomore, I think there was a senior that people really did think that about. Mm-hmm. And ironically, he was a kid who had also gone to that same private school and had transferred back to the public school.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So he and I had and had gone to the same private Old school for chums. years, and he was two, always two years older than me. And I knew him from when I was in first grade and he was a third grader. Mm-hmm. And so he was in my sister's class and I, you know, watched him and then he transferred to the public school. And then years later, many years later, I did the same and we were soccer teammates. Interesting. And he was, he was cool, man. Yeah. He was cool and he was hot, dude. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen his face. I'm sure. He had a great face. Yeah. Perfect skin. <laughs> Perfect skin. Great American name, which I won't say, but, you know, boyish and American. Um, and he was a good athlete. Incredible smile. Dimples. But he also like smoked weed, but not in a way where it was like his identity. Yeah, but enough that you would say that guy's he's got an edge to him. Totally. And smoking weed back then was edgy. Yeah. And he boozed, and it it was his house that we would (laughs) we would party at his house because his parents were that cool, you know? Because dad was like a fucking architect or something. Chip off the old block. Yeah, and 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 when we won the state championship my sophomore year. For soccer, was, I came to this school sophomore year, okay. and the and they hadn't won the soccer state championship in like 10, 15, 20 years, and we won it that year. I can't take... I I, I started, you contributed but I, I contributed, better, yeah. but it, the seniors were very good. And we won, and we had the state's party at his house that night, nice. and it was like small because he didn't want... His parents didn't want anyone to get in trouble, like have it blow up, and but it was mostly seniors. Like I was probably the only sophomore there. And I mean, it was like one of the most fun nights, most memorable nights of my life. I was, I had out kicked my coverage on that night. Mm -hmm. I was playing above the rim for an entire night all the way until like seven in the morning. Yeah. And it just carried me through. It was like, that is a quintessential high school memory. hundred percent. Yeah.
1: We had a coolest kid. I don't mind saying his name. I'm not going to say anything fucked up about him. Andrew Chester, dude. That was the coolest kid in our high school.
0: That's a good American name.
1: He was the best. uh, Maybe not the best soccer player. You could argue he was the best soccer player. He was like the guy who scored all the goals. Um, He was very good looking. He had like the cool, he had like the hottest girlfriend. Like, and he was also the guy who like was cool in all the groups. Yeah. Like the kids who were like a little edgier. He was cool with them. He was cool with the more mainstream kids. He was well-rounded. And, dude, this is the type of guy where if you were at a party and he, like, talked to you, you'd, like, go home being like, I can't believe you talked
0: to me, dude. Come on. You'd That's be, like, a <laughs> lot of cachet.
1: <laughs> if he, like, was like, hey, man, like, and, like, said something nice to you, that, like, made, you that would, set. like, make my week. I yeah. was like, this guy's the coolest Andrew guy.
0: Chester, was he nice?
1: Yeah, very nice. But, like, you know, confident.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And... Um,
0: How much older was he than you? He was
1: a year older. Uh-huh. But I would, even, I would argue that, like... And maybe I was too disconnected with the seniors when I was a freshman, but like anytime from like sophomore to senior year, anybody between before and after, I think that most kids... Okay, anybody who went to high school with me, if you're listening to this, and you disagree about who was the coolest kid, I would say that Andrew Chester wins by a landslide. No runoff needed. The election is over. He got secured 70% of the vote, and then the (laughs) The rest is just kind of fractioned, and then 10% of the people's vote didn't even vote. So there isn't even that many people voting. He got seventy. He locked in seventy percent.
0: Now overall. you make me think there actually was a vote.
1: There, if there had been, he would have. I think he would have. But won. how would
0: you know that ten percent just abstained know, from voting? Okay,
1: but you know how like they'll show election results and they'll show the percentages and somehow those don't add up to a hundred. That's like what I'm talking about. It makes <laughs> I the seventy percent more impressive.
0: <laughs> Some people didn't punch all the way through on their on their ballot. <laughs> it's impossible for the machines to read.
1: Uh, always a great guy. And then as adults, I actually went to his wedding. Um, which was cool.
0: That is cool.
1: Uh, this was a few years back. Has he,
0: has he continued to do well?
1: Yeah, I, I believe so.
0: That's good to hear.
1: I think he has a successful business if I'm correct. Um, and I think a couple of our friends work with him too. So he's, you know, wow. Taking care of the boys.
0: My guy, uh, was really good at random things like welding. Oh, he had a welding kit and he would solder. Did you guys have metal shop? I think we did. We did too. Yeah, he he was into that. And he you know, I think he was very good at structure building and I think he was destined to be an architect too.
1: We had a lot of good shop class options. There was wood shop, there was metal. I don't know, I forget if those two things were the same. And then there was also auto. Hmm. Well, a lot of the kids would just smoke salvia in the fucking parking lot. Oh my
0: god! Because dude. the parking lot was connected to. That shit will to, put you on your ass. Because
1: <laughs> you could just buy it at the local. Yeah, head shop.
0: we did that. Yeah, we did that. My friend Michael and I, one time, my parents were away. We went and sat on my back porch and ripped some salvia. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I. I frankly, I was trying very hard because I had the first time we did it, I had, I didn't really feel anything. And so I, I really tried and I still, it didn't, didn't hit me that hard. Like I didn't fully hallucinate. Right. Right. Did you you didn't, ever? You didn't
1: meet God. No, I've never, <laughs> I've never done it. Never no, done it. I don't
0: think I would do it again.
1: <laughs> but it just made my, my I, I told you this before, my dad would drop his car off to have it worked on in the shop, which is a little embarrassing that my dad's car was always there because I was in the class. And people be like, dude, your dad's fucking shitty cars here again. I'd be like, all right, dude. Uh, but like the fact that the people working on his car were like hallucinating while they were doing it is hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he figured out a good rocket. I do remember though that by I think I don't know my sophomore or junior year of college, I came back home. And I somehow ended up at someone's house for, you know, a small party or something. And that kid that had been the coolest kid wow. was there. Mm-hmm. And now he had grown his hair out really long. He didn't really have that glow on his skin oh, He rebelled a bit. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm cooler than he is now. Oh, wow. The... the the cooler becomes the coolie
1: interesting your time had come that's a lesson to anybody out there listening you
0: know? and 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 it wasn't it wasn't even a i didn't celebrate it i wasn't happy about it necessarily i just remember thinking oh what he's accomplished in his life i like i'm i'm am i've moved forward and it doesn't appear that he has and so now i feel like
1: i see what you're saying you're, you're like the, the old peak in high school. Thing. Yeah.
0: And, and what mattered at that point, three years out of high school, was very different from what mattered in high school. In high school, what was cool, certainly at my high school, was not caring. You know, not going to class. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, kids who rebelled, didn't give a fuck if the teacher gave them a D. Right. Skipping class, smoking whatever out in the parking lot, smoking weed, going to house parties, ruling the beer pong table all night. That was what was considered cool, and I was not any of those things. Interesting. And then that didn't really keep being that cool.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah. And for I mean,
0: after after high school, nothing.
1: I mean, Andrew Chester has continued to
0: excel. Well, that's what I'm so happy he's here. He's just an ace, dude. Andrew Chester. Every way you look at it, I want to meet this guy.
1: He's a good guy. He's (laughs) a good guy. Yeah. Dude, love the athletic greens in our household. This is one of our favorite products. Oh,
0: the old greens. The
1: old greens. Love
0: the greens. We've actually
1: gotten to the point where we have taken our travel packs and dumped them into the original container. Ah,
0: the old Consolidatio. The
1: old (laughs) Consolidatione. Because we uh, ran out of our original uh, stash and we will be ordering more soon. Great, healthy way to start the day. Uh, And I like the fact that it feels like I am doing something healthy Mm. and it starts the day off like and gets you some good momentum.
0: That's absolutely the case, Julio. I'm proud of you. You're doing great. It's got 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And uh, we personally consume it. Why? Well, as Julio said, because it makes us feel healthier and productive and productive. It's all good stuff. Tastes Delicious. Lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, suits all of those dietary lifestyles, supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness. The one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing.
1: Amazing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition of Athletic Greens. Especially heading into the flu and the cold season, I would say it's fair to say we are deep in the flu and the cold season, Mm -hmm. not to mention the COVID season. Uh, So nice to have the strong immune boost. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements uh, to look out for your health. You can take your little pill box, toss that puppy in the recycling bin. Mm -hmm. Uh, To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash oops. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Francis. Um, so I was thinking about this, you know, reminiscing, whatever. Are there any things that your parents did that would like make you uncomfortable as a kid that you've realized that you are going to do with your kids? I'm not even having them I yet. know
0: the answer is yes.
1: Do you know what they are though?
0: Um well, I have a very specific memory and I think it's a little bit on on the topic of what you asked, but my one time we went apple picking <laughs> in Cumberland and That's the main? Yeah. And we got to the apple place and I was a 7 year old, 6 7 and I was always moving around, and I picked up a rotting apple that was on the ground, and I threw it. And the guy who was running the apple place came over and said, you know, what are you doing? Don't throw apples. To me, like that, like a mm-hmm. seven-year-old or something. And my, I was with my dad, my mom, and my sister. And we had just walked in, you know, paid our entrance fee, whatever it was. And my dad didn't really respond I think maybe said something like, you know, oh, we got it. We got it. We'll, t- we'll make sure he does not And then a, f- a few Pump minutes it. went by. I think they were still talking to the guy about like what the deal was. You get a ladder, you get a bushel, this, mm-hmm. this. And while that was happening, somehow my brain just, seven-year-old brain, lost track of things and I picked up another apple <laughs> and threw it again. And the guy flipped out. <laughs> This man <laughs> flipped out was like, what did I just tell you and was really mad at me in front of my parents and my dad wouldn't have it. Oh, shit. And he was like, what are you doing?
1: Oh, wow. He was
0: like, that's our he's seven years old. I, actually, I think my dad said he's six years old or something like you're going to yell at a six year old for, for gently tossing an apple. It's not like I was throwing it at people.
1: Were you embarrassed? Oh, I was mortified. Oh, yeah. Uh.
0: I thought the wrath of God had <laughs> been levied against me. And my Wait, dad You were said,
1: terrified of the guy, not of your dad.
0: Of the guy. Oh, and yeah. also of getting in trouble in front of my parents. That, that was a time when, I, you know, I, I wanted more than anything else to keep my trouble away from my parents. I wanted to keep it off their radar. Mm-hmm. If something happened at school, you know, and one time I got in trouble for sn- throwing snowballs. Just at recess shit, yeah, I was dude. always throwing shit <laughs> You know, throwing snowballs they called home about it and my parents had to sit me down and I, and I thought I was yeah, yeah, thought my life was over yeah. Yeah. because someone from school had to tell my parents that, that it's something serious. bad that I had done and you just think you, you can't differentiate between like that level of trouble and stealing a car at that age right. do you know what I mean yeah, there's, yeah. there's no any trouble any from an authority bad. figure having that requires a talking to feels like the end of the world um and so this guy you know screamed at me and then my dad yelled at him and was like we're leaving and we all got back in the car and i remember my dad and my mom up front were in the minivan or something being like my dad's like who yells at a seven-year-old like that my mom was like well he was throwing apples and <laughs> And I, I thought in the back, the thing that stung the most was that I was six, and my dad didn't know my age.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: I think I had, I think I was seven, and he was saying I was six, but I had just turned seven, and he hadn't like factored in. Oh, oh, yeah. And I was that's like, how does my dad not that, know yeah. how old I am?
1: <laughs> also, you know, like the months. Like I'm seven.
0: Yeah, it. it stung on top of the of the thing, the fact that my parent, this was the first time I'd ever seen my dad push back against someone right, else right. for, for getting me in trouble. Cause yeah. almost always when I'd gotten in trouble, they had had to say, well, yes, you know, you shouldn't do that. Right. And right. this was the first time he was like, fuck that. You're you like, know? Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Rock your world a little bit. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I asked that because I realized like my dad I would ask my dad a question and he would sort of like romanticize my life in real time in front of me. He would get sentimental about my life that I was currently living with me standing there and it would make me uncomfortable and it was well-intentioned and like, you can tell it means that he was loving. But Mm. like, for example, if I were to be like, Hey dad, can you teach me to shave? He would go look at my mom and go, did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? Oh, do you want me to teach you to shave? (laughs) Like... And I feel like I'm going to do that to my children, and I want to try to resist. It wasn't a
0: big deal, but, but. those but those growing pain sort of rite of passage things were were also very embarrassing. To yeah, me. they're embarrassing. Uh, when once once you had to start shaving, you know, my dad my dad would kind of try to he would try to tone it down, and be like, "Yeah, sure, we'll get you a razor," you know, <laughs> and. And that, because he knew that I, I was very embarrassed about the fact that my body was yeah, changing. Yeah. Puberty yeah. was, was, was mortifying.
1: Yeah. It was
0: terrifying.
1: Um, I <laughs> thing my dad would do, and I don't know if this is because my dad was a younger child or, uh, the younger of two, or because he related my brother more. It was probably because my brother is just the, the younger kid needs more defending typically, yeah. typically, especially if it's like the same gender or whatever. So My brother, in my opinion, clearly broke this uh, video game gun that we had bought. Like, it worked, he played the game, and then it no longer worked. And I know he used to have these sort of violent outbursts when he'd lose in a level. The game was called Virtua Cop. I believe it was for Sega Saturn. May have been for Sega Dreamcast, but there was a gun that you could buy, a gun accessory. So, in my opinion, my brother broke the gun, therefore my brother should be replacing this gun. We shouldn't be splitting it. That was my argument. And my dad was like, well, you can't prove that he broke it. Therefore, I think you guys should be splitting it. And I was like, no, like that's bullshit. He clearly broke the gun. And my dad was like, all right, well, let's have a trial. Ooh. So we had a trial Ooh. and this was just to amuse my dad. So he just thought this was hilarious. <laughs> he had our friends, Lee and Charlie on as witnesses. All right, so, and we, and so he, he conducted it like a courtroom. And my brother was like, I'd like to ask Lee to take the stand. (laughs) And then Lee would stand there and Alessio would be like, so did you see me break the gun? And Lee was like, technically, no, I did not see you break the gun. And like, (laughs) I, I thought that my testimony was compelling. My dad the whole time just thought it was hilarious and ruled in favor of my brother. And it was just such bullshit. And it pissed me off so much. And he loves to still bring it up. He'll be Uh like, "Oh, the trial." I'm like,
0: "Dude, (laughs) this
1: pisses me off." So I don't. I don't think I'll do that. But Uh I do think that I will romanticize my children's lives in front of their faces. And I want. I'm going to try to resist not to. Yeah,
0: it's cool to observe parents now um, who are employing tactics, you know, with their young children that are are starting to almost conjure memories of how i was parented yeah right uh i was we were with some friends of ours who have two young kids and um they have this technique where you know we were over and it's it's they're the kids sleep in a bedroom i mean they have like a two-year-old and the four-year-old or something and they sleep in a bedroom that's just off of sort of the kitchen living room area and they the parents put on a big ambient noise machine so that those kids won't hear anything and they put them to bed at like seven right and then the adults are out and we're all having a couple of drinks in their apartment chilling and the boy who's older would crack the door because he wanted to hang out with us <laughs> and didn't want to go to bed right because there's company over so he's excited right. i had been playing with him Wants to show you stuff yeah he's like oh this is a new you know new friend why yeah. am i why do i have to go to bed And the they have this technique where the mom, when he tries to get out of bed, um, she will and and come and rejoin, she will go over to the door and meet him at the door and be like, What's happened? Like what's wrong? You know, and make it seem like what's happening out here is really not fun. And that him getting out of bed and breaking his sleep cycle is like is a bad thing oh, for him. Is 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 a bad thing for him? Interesting. Because she doesn't want him to realize like, yes, life out here is way better. Clever, clever mind. Yeah, and lady. she kind of does. She kind of does that to to train in him. Like, oh, the place for me is in bed. That's the best place for me. Nothing out here is better. I'm gonna go back to my bed. Interesting. And you can you can do these tricks on Clara. kids. You can incept them.
1: Yeah, I know like the the Santa the Santa trick. You just fucking say Santa is not coming.
0: Yeah, right. That's, that's the like long year long con. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long con. Santa
1: only exists to control children. That's the true reason for Santa existing. Um yeah. dude, I got something very interesting for you.
0: Oh good.
1: Um, so I get hit up by this guy. He must've heard the ping pong story and he's like, dude, uh, if you want to play ping pong sometime, I'm pretty good. I played tennis. Like I was sort of like the, ch- the fraternity champ and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Um, and then he kind of mentioned that he's played at spin, uh, which is where I play often. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it.
0: Those are your home tables. Yeah.
1: But he then says this care to make it interesting. Uh Oh, you win. You get $500. Oh, my God. If I win, I get to come on an episode of the pod.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is interesting. But now here's my question. Um, First of all, that could be a funny thing to like go on Instagram yeah. live, go yeah. live during it, which I was thinking could be. I'm uh,
0: down. I'm down to do it. Uh, you know, I, I think we would want to limit. I don't want to like necessarily let him.
1: He gets to be on the pod for like 10
0: minutes. Yeah, guest for a full episode. He
1: gets to be on the pod for 10 minutes if he is, as, in fact, as good as he says he is. Um, but, dude, I got to be honest. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking $500 from a member of our community.
0: Yeah, you know what, Julio? How dare you? Unless he shows up with some How fucking... dare you? you? That's not... <laughs>
1: I wouldn't feel comfortable.
0: Here's the way I see this. I am more than happy to risk having a guest win s- uh, some airtime on our podcast. But I will not accept that risk for a dollar less than $500. So this And is, all that money can go to you. Absolutely. No, You're our champion.
1: This was my thought, though. What if, if, what if we split the money?
0: <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Happily. I'm,
1: that makes me feel less. No, because then I'm taking the risk of playing ping pong with this guy. Who then is saying I get to come on the pod. And say he comes on the pod and he's just like, not great. He's not great on the yeah. pod. I then just fucked up the pod. So you would be you are taking on risk here in theory. Well,
0: which w- means whatever. you should get some
1: maybe not 50-50. Why don't we say
0: 65-35? Sure.
1: Sixty forty makes it cleaner. Two hundred bucks to Francis.
0: However you wanna do yeah. it. Or maybe we
1: all get the money. Uh,
0: no, let's let's divide it by four. <laughs> I'm kidding. My point is, this, though. I won't I won't allow you to do it for less than five hundred. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, not you won't allow me. You will veto. You will use your veto power.
0: You're right. I can't, I can't. I can't tell fan. you what you can and cannot do. I'm just saying I have no problem. It's his challenge. Yeah. He determined the stakes. Yeah. Yeah, you can't feel bad for accepting the precise stakes that someone else has thrown down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel bad for taking five hundred dollars from someone member of our community. Well, this is a guy, this guy knows what he's doing. Listen to the pod.
1: I just—it's unclear how good he's going to be.
0: He may wax you, in which case, so be it. I'm willing to take that risk.
1: Fraternity champ to me—that's
0: what he said—is not necessarily compelling. So he's a fraternity fraternity
1: champ, champ tennis player as a kid. Now, if he was like, I was a t- I w- I played competitively, like I played, I traveled, I played juniors, I'd be a little more like, okay, maybe. Or if he was like, I played tournaments. I anybody who says they played ping pong tournaments is a person to worry about.
0: Anyone who goes to spin regularly to me is someone to worry about. If you go
1: to spin during the day, yeah, you're someone to worry about. <laughs> yeah, because dude, like, uh, I I used to play. With Judah Freelander, yeah, who's a very I've good. Didn't you play with us? That one time, yeah. He's the best ping pong player I've ever seen. Yeah. Who I've played with, and he beats me. And a guy who plays like that, I know can beat me. So if this guy plays like that, I, I, I'm not saying I'm definitely going to win. Right. No, I have to. We'll see. Um, however, I feel confident that I could win. I'd feel really bad if I won really easily.
0: But you shouldn't. This this yeah, is know, this know. is not something that you have pushed someone to do.
1: Yeah, true.
0: It is entirely there. They have determined the stakes. He could be a total hustler. He might skunk you. We don't know. And us accepting it, it you know, it, I would say it's it's just as likely that that happens as as you skunking him, in which case there's no reason to feel bad because you are entering into an unknown right. challenge. Right.
1: Well, let us, know, let us know what you guys think. Is this something yeah. you want to see? The At pin- the
0: end of the day, we
1: can make a cool content video out of it. Yeah,
0: that's it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we can afford 10 minutes on the podcast to hear you know, his backstory of why he thought this challenge would be, why he was willing to risk $500, et cetera.
1: All right, well Brian, this is uh let if you think that you coming on the pod for 10 minutes if you were to win makes you still want to do this bet. We can we can make it
0: happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of challenges, I watched a movie that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's called The Last Duel.
1: Well, what was it about?
0: It's got Matt Damon and Adam Driver and Ben Affleck. Interesting. It's a, it's a medieval to- movie. Um directed by the guy who did, you know, Gladiator. Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott. And he did Alien too, right? I believe so. Um, I don't know why this movie didn't get more fanfare. I mean, the scope of it is immense.
1: It's it's been out. You saw it on YouTube? Yeah,
0: I rented it on Amazon or whatever. But dude, it's first of all, I thought it was excellent. Um, it's a movie. This is not giving anything away, where there are three main characters. There's Adam Driver, Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's wife. And I can't remember the actress's name. Forgive me. Jodie Comer? Okay. Cool. She's fantastic, too. But um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are pals. Excuse me. Matt Damon and Adam Driver are pals. Adam Driver, something happens between Adam Driver and Matt Damon's wife, Jodie. Mm-hmm. And they tell the story from each person's perspective. So the first act of the movie is the story told from Matt Damon's perspective. The second act is that whole same story told from Adam oh, Driver's cool. perspective. And then the third act is told from the actress's perspective. That's fun. And you kind of have to piece together your own truth. Um, I like that. And it doesn't feel super redundant to see the same scenes from a different perspective because right. they do it quickly enough that they're not glossing over the same stuff, and then it, and it ends with you know, a crazy duel. How crazy! That is meant to settle the score between the two of them. And a duel back in then, back in those days, started with I think I think if this is historically accurate, started with a joust.
1: Interesting. I was going to. ask And you're
0: that. on. It's two guys on a, on horseback given a lance, and they'd ride at each other and try to knock each other off the horse. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, they'll hit the shield or whatever and yeah. get knocked back with will stay on the horse, and then there, some squire gives them or a page gives them another lance, and they keep reloading and running at each other, galloping. So only jousting? Well, and then until someone get, finally gets knocked off the horse, and then presumably, it, it's a fight to the death.
1: Oh, wow. So you will have kind of halved their energy source I guess. and then you got to take them down on the ground
0: i suspect there were times where the, the the joust might have killed one of them okay because maybe if you can you know get your lance in the perfect spot yeah you can hit them in the head and they die but they're wearing you know metal helmets mm-hmm. and stuff but the the battle scene in the mud and you know the trying to kill somebody who's wearing full armor yeah it's, with a heavy okay. sword i mean dude it's it's awesome yeah that's it's very dramatic it's very dark and there's some pretty unsettling scenes so trigger warning uh apologies if that's you know i don't want to lead anyone to something they don't want to watch but i was i was really impressed and and this movie stuck with me for a while it seeped into cool. my bones
1: you gotta check it out yeah. um dude this reminds me of something i i did a pilot for mtv in probably 2016 where me and one of my boys, Ben DeMarco, who you know, mm-hmm. uh, we would uh, play these games of chance against each other and the loser would have to do stuff that like really sucked that was also kind of funny. So one of the things that I had to do was wear uh, a full uh, medieval armor head <laughs> to toe and walk to medieval times in New Jersey <laughs> in the armor. And then where I we get the shit kicked out of me.
0: <laughs> Wait, and, wh- why?
1: Uh, just like that's just how it ended.
0: You get your the shit kicked out of you at medieval times.
1: Like first, a knight would showed up and like scared me, and then like Benny just would like come and push me over while I was like wearing the armor,
0: uh,
1: and it was pretty funny. But dude, that shit is no joke. How heavy? Yeah. How painful that it ended up being? Also, because like the armor was like falling off, and like it, it was. So like- You did walk? Yeah. Well, I mean, I took the ferry. You have to take the ferry to get to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> bro all these people are taking pictures of me i'll show you it's, it's so stupid but funny but very funny
0: and then how long is the walk from the ferry in new jersey it's
1: far dude tens of miles i think i, I think less than 10 but like it's fucking far it sucked
0: anything 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 longer than a mile i mean in that attire
1: dude yeah can crazy. you
0: look up how far away medieval times is
1: from the ferry uh in hoboken which- Whichever one yeah, yeah. Um, dude, it sucked out, but that was that was a fun little I wish that that show had gotten made
0: What happened with it? Just eventually didn't get picked up. It just didn't get picked up, yeah, but
1: it was a network pilot. Um, what's up?
0: Was it in lynnhurst
1: I think there's only there's only one I
0: think there's one, but that's 25 that's eight and a half miles.: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Eight and a half miles. <laughs> wow. dude <It> sucks. <laughs> dude, it was funny think though. of the noise. Of yeah. you walking, and click, click, it. It's like walking in pots and pans,
1: dude. It was brutal, <laughs> and also, my helmet was stupid. It had like a ponytail for some reason. Uh. it's like I just look like a fucking idiot, but it was funny, dude. Another one like they, I was blindfolded for the entire day. I lost, I lost two out of the three things, and there were this like coin flips. So I was blindfolded for the entire day, and then they just like didn't tell me where I was going and what was happening. And like when they took the blindfold off, I was just in the middle of the sky in a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and, uh, and then I dude. had to rappel down from that balloon to the ground what yeah, dude it's crazy isn't that crazy I'll show you pictures dude fucking
0: why crazy. were you the only one in the balloon
1: no there was other people with me. I just didn't know. I didn't know what was what we were doing.
0: Why did you have to repel down? That's part of the punishment?
1: I think like at the time, we had said that like, I was scared of heights. I, to be honest, I wasn't. But like to just make it look good for the pilot, like that would be a good thing of a person who was scared of heights.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um,
1: so dude, yeah. It was fucking crazy.
0: Amazing. I know.
1: Um, But this is reminding me of something, unless you have a thought.
0: Well, how much did you, did you make any money from the fact that that MTV yeah. pilot got, went to network pilot, but
1: so it it was in so we got cast
0: so they were like they're like
1: make a video of you and your friend doing stupid games and the loser has to do something shitty so we did uh a bunch of things um and we thought that our video that we submitted was great i guess it was because we ended up getting it right and then yeah we made a little bit of money but like we didn't develop it so it was maybe a little bit less but probably a couple thousand dollars i don't remember solid um but it was it was not in union i think since we were like it was MTV and we were yeah. playing ourselves, whatever. But dude, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Dude, feeding time at the Gallarati household for the cats is a spectacle. <laughs> the cats all come upstairs. There's five of them with their bowls all lined up next to each other. Panucci sometimes will eat the other cat's food, so occasionally we have to feed her in isolation. Uh, however, it is really a spectacle. And cats throw down meat, dude. They're carnivores. Uh, <laughs> and that's why our family has switched to cat person food. It's everything the cats need to stay happy and healthy, high quality, high protein meals delivered right to the door, right to our door. And they'll do the same for you if you order your starter box today. We've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for our listeners. Cat, Person's, uh, Cat Person food is protein packed, 50% more than industry standard, only use wholesome ingredients. The food is grain free, low carb. There's no room for the unnecessary fillers that you find in many other brands uh, that can cause digestive Problems. Uh, they have all sorts of great flavors, which is hilarious to say about cat food. It's hard for me to say it enthusiastically because I don't like eating wet quail meat. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. The cats, the things that animals get excited for, mm-hmm. is absolutely insane. Some of the wet food flavors include chicken, turkey, and chicken, tuna, salmon, and tuna, mackerel, and bream, beef, duck, and chicken. And you you get the point. Well,
0: surf way. and turf.
1: A little surf and turf, but your cat's gonna love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh and you and your cat are gonna love cat person as much as we do. Go to catperson.com slash oops. Use code oops to save nearly fifty percent off of your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com slash oops. Code oops, nearly fifty percent off your starter box with free shipping. catperson.com dot com slash oops, code oops. Um, have you been watching the Winter Olympics?
0: Nothing has mattered to me less. <laughs> than these winter (laughs) olympic games
1: did you care about the summer olympics last year
0: (laughs) i would say um marginally more what what was there anything that i watched from the summer olympics Uh, i i i don't i think i was i think i was vaguely more aware of the gymnastics Mm, than i am of these winter games got it I don't even, I mean, I, I don't know if it's because, I, I just don't know, man. I just don't, I don't care. I, the Olympics does not hold me anymore, mm-hmm. especially the Winter Olympics. You know, if Sean White some is in the final of the half pipe, I would like to see that. But I wouldn't even know where or when to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah. Being in China is not helpful as far as live viewing, Although, it does start in the evening, which is nice. It just sucks when like, you can't watch uh, like some, one of the good things because it's on late. But I, w- I, I recommend getting into it. I have always been very into the Olympics. I'm not suggesting that my way is the way, but I think you might like it if you were to give it a shot. The figure skating, on the men's and women's side, the two best figure skaters that have ever been, that, that have ever been are both competing. One of them is a 15-year-old girl. She is... Unbelievable! What's her name? I don't even know. Where's she Kimmel. from? She's Russian. Okay. Or I guess the R- Russian Olympic Committee, since they're still technically banned.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then the other is Nathan Chen. Nathan Chen. All right, I would watch Nathan Chen, dude. Why?
1: Well, I watched his short program the other night. He absolutely fucking slayed it. I was uh-huh. like, and dude, he was wearing the most fire outfit. He was wearing this like skater blazer that had a little fucking pocket square. I was like, okay, bro.
0: Yeah. I see. You. Yeah, but that's that's tight.
1: Is her name's like Valieva or something? I feel bad that I don't. That I don't. uh, Dude, he looked good. He he really did. Yeah. Okay.
0: Camilla Valieva, bro.
1: She fucking moves like a swan out there, dude.
0: Mm, They're amazing,
1: incredible. I've been watching it all, um, and I'm really enjoying it. And I also think the Winter Olympics have this have an allure to them because of how random they are. Mm -hmm. You need a mountain and snow, or you can't have the Olympics.
0: And yet. In China they have no mountain and snow.
1: Right. So I'm it's unclear how they so I guess maybe they don't. I mean They're the whole viral the story
0: of that of the ski jump was that they had put that thing they in created the, it. I guess they must have for the downhill ski, they have a, a mountain. Somewhere, right? Yeah. But for the the big air skiing and stuff with they built Eileen Goo. mm mm-hmm. name. See, see? Well I know yeah, the, I, saw the story. I I know the contra maybe I do know more about it than I think. I mean, Eileen Gu was this American or, you know, Chinese American woman, young, and she chose to play for China. China mm-hmm. and won. Yeah. Um, which really grinds my gears.
1: Yeah. There's something about it that's
0: annoying. Right now, we're not on the best terms with China. So that's what bothers you about it? I don't like that she forsook. Got it. Forsooth, Forsaken. Hath forsaken. Are Stars and Stripes?
1: I'm impressed how patriotic you are about this. That
0: doesn't that bother she defected. not at all. It
1: doesn't bother me at all. I think that she's fucking Chinese. If she to, shit?
0: if she went to Bulgaria, I wouldn't care, but she went to our enemy.
1: I, I I try not to like be that political when it comes to that kind of shit. To into a political things, it's at sports. She's Chinese. She wants to be Chinese. Go be Chinese. Who cares? Like that. She like sure she grew up here. Like it doesn't really bother me. I understand mm. the argument of why it might. Like oh she grew up here she's she she lived her whole life now she's not american anymore Uh which is very american to accept others yeah you know
0: yeah whatever no you're right maybe it's um maybe it's small-minded of me to have that reaction i don't know
1: i want to i want to challenge you to to i feel like i'm
0: not the only person who's bothered by the fact that she did that i mean
1: it's it's been news for a reason yeah i agree yeah no i don't think that you're uh being controversial at all Um, but i I think it was
0: also that nobody expected it to happen there was never any indication i you know i I think i don't know that's my understanding of it but again i really have not been following it that much
1: um all right i want to i want to challenge you oh good um if you get this you get 20 bucks from out of my pocket damn bro what um now, my challenge to you, the, the Winter Olympics started, I want to say, in
0: 1924. Oh,
1: gosh. I'm going to check. It might have been a little earlier.
0: I mean, there's no chance. Um, I got this.
1: So, hold on. I want to see. So, first of so all, 1924, Ryan? Okay. So, 1924 was the first one, which means how many have there been? 50, 20? I can't really do the math off the top it's of my head. It's every
0: four years. So, 1924, it's 100 25. years. It's 25, 25. Olympics, okay. something. 24, 25.
1: If you can name... If you can name seven of the places that those took place, I'll give you 20 bucks.
0: Okay. Nagano, Torino. um, Not including this year. Sochi. uh, Oh, the one they made the TV show about that's in like Norway or something. Um, Hammer something. Lily Hammer. Nailed it. Um, Oh, it's going to get so much. Oh, uh, Lake Placid. Um, I gotta think that they've done it. If I get, if I guess a wrong one, am I dead? Nope. Um, they have to have done it at like, in in Salt Lake City.
1: I think they did. Yeah, I'm double checking. I think they did in Salt Lake City. That's six.
0: That's six. Um, and (laughs) then, uh, God, I mean, there's somewhere in the Alps. Certainly, I would think like uh oh um hasn't montreal had it no van-, van british columbia vancouver vancouver had it yep vancouver had it wow he's done it the king it turns out i know more about the winter olympics than i thought but
1: dude torino i'm amazed you pulled that one out there's a couple really impressed i'm impressed you got vancouver i'm impressed you got lake placid i mean dude the winter olympics are fucking random and not to mention, like this was harder than it sounded because a lot of these places are repeats because there's only so many fucking places yeah. you can do it. They did St. Moritz twice. Uh, Squaw Valley, do you know where that is? That's
0: California. That's California and Nevada. I had never heard of that till I looked at this well, it's list. Well, Tahoe. It's like the big mountain out, out west Got in it. California.
1: Albertville, have you heard of that? France? No. Um So an, a friend of mine posted yesterday some documentary about the Sarajevo Olymp- uh, Winter Olympics which supposedly are the greatest Olympic games that ever happened. Really? I don't know why, but I'm very intrigued and I intend to watch the thing
0: because I'm like, Sarajevo's in Bosnia.
1: Yes. This is, but this is like pre the breakup though. This is, it was like Yugoslavia, so, Yugoslavia. 1984.
0: Yeah. When it was still part of the Soviet bloc, Still part of the okay. Soviet bloc.
1: Um, dude, the, some of the, uh, Olympic, and I know that people, this isn't like a hot topic or like maybe it is a hot topic. People love to make fun of curling, but like, the biathlon to me has to be the most random Olympic sport mm-hmm. or sport period. It's almost as if the guy who was uh, given the task of creating it, by the way, for those of you who don't know, biathlon, you cross country ski, shoot a bunch of targets, cross country ski some more. And I think you do it a couple times, mm-hmm. but it's almost as if the guy who was supposed to think of it, they, came, they showed up the day that they were going to get it from him. They're like, all right, so what is, what's the biathlon? And he was like, uh, and just like looked around the room and saw a gun and a pair of skis and was like, okay, this is going to be it. It's so fucking weird, dude. What a weird sport. Do you think there's money in the biathlon? Do you think those biathletes like, make money from biathleting?
0: Dude, I, I always wonder about that, and I always wonder if, if the only place that they make money is in selling you know, putting their face on biathlon gear. Like I'm sponsored by the gun company that has the strap that allows you to put your cross country (laughs) skis all in one bundle together.
1: So that's, that's the only specific item is that strap that like backpack thing.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise a gun's a gun. Yeah. But I don't think they they shoot with, it's a biathlon gun. Yeah. There's a specific type of gun, I think.
1: It's the crazy, like what on earth is that?
0: It's a good point. I mean, are there, is there a family in Vermont that's going out for a, you know, a good old ski shoot?
1: It literally, it makes the Olympics that much more impressive because a lot of these, most of the athletes in the Olympics are people who have real jobs Mm -hmm. and then they are dedicating all the rest of their life to like perfecting the skill where they're only going to have three chances in four years to compete. How do you not just have a complete mental breakdown? Before well, a lot to- of
0: them do. I mean, that that Michael Phelps documentary on HBO was haunting.
1: I need to watch it. I mean, it's amazing.
0: It's really sad about the, uh, the prevalence of depression and suicide among Olympic athletes. Oh, my God. Uh, a lot have killed themselves. <sighs> and it, there's just so much pressure. And I think it's such a difficult sport to sort of structure your life around because it's every four years you know you go up you do your thing you have a second to get it right and if you fail then it's like oh now what
1: i know i I feel bad what we've done to michael phelps as a society him being in the therapy commercials like bothers me being the therapy guy Mm -hmm. bothers me like as if, like, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he really do anything that bad? How many the do big you guys thing did that he get? his
0: big his big fall from grace really was the picture of him holding the bong?
1: How on earth?
0: Because it was right when he got the weedies box. Yeah, and he gives a shit. It was in a tabloid, and everyone made there was an uproar over the fact that he was smoking weed. It's like if that happened today, nobody would give a shit.
1: that, that is complete fucking bullshit. And I might be completely wrong about this and I need to watch the documentary, but I see it in his like demeanor when he does that commercial that he's like, I fucked up. Yeah. And I want to be like, dude, no, you didn't. You're, you, your legacy to me is untainted. You're the greatest Olympic athlete who has ever lived. If you want to smoke the ball and go ahead. I know he got a couple of DUIs, I think, but even that dude, yeah. I know plenty of people who have gotten DUIs. Yeah. They don't have like a DUI tattoo on their fucking forehead. You know what I mean? People get DUIs. Right. You shouldn't be doing it, but that doesn't mean he's not a role model.
0: I agree. You're right. And maybe the DUI, I said his bong thing was his fall from grace. I think the DUI probably Ryan, did, can get a did fact more check? to hurt his image.
1: And how many DUIs? I think if it's, it's less one. than, if it's more, if it's two or less, I'm, I, I completely stand by it. So, you I'm know, how
0: you always tell me that I'm always bringing up celebrity encounter stories. Yeah, so <laughs> Here I, we go. I've met Michael Phelps.
1: How? When? Where? I've met him. And he only I've, got one?
0: Yeah, he only one.
1: got one, and we've done that to this man.
0: So, okay, this is a funny story. So I was I playing golf at a very nice course called Sabonic out in the Hamptons. Where is it? South Hamptons, right near, it means right near uh, Shinnecock yeah. and National. Those three are all right next to each other. And I was on the driving range, and it was early in the morning and there was nobody else out there. And then two or three spots over was Michael Phelps hitting. And then I was hitting with him. I went over and started talking to him and just about golf shit, whatever. We're just like chilling, you know, loosely swinging, whatever. Very nice, very affable. I was, you know, and whatever. And then a guy came up and said, Hey, I'm Matt. And it was Matt Lauer. Oh wow. And it was right after Matt Lauer oh, wow. had been disgraced Cancels, yeah. and and you know his whole thing came out of the lock button under the desk, <laughs> at good morning America and all the sexual harassment and assault stuff. Um and I shook hands with Matt Lauer and then they teed off in front of us and I watched as Michael Phelps hit his ball. And then he walked out into the fairway before any before Matt Lauer had hit his ball. And uh which is unusual. Yeah. And then Michael Phelps like hit his ball and then waited off to the side as Matt Lauer hit his ball. And for the rest of the round, because they were right ahead of us, they were never they were never within a hundred yards of each other, wow. playing golf together. And I found out that this was because Michael Phelps was very worried that a paparazzi would photograph him with hanging Lauer. out with Matt Lauer and couldn't and and couldn't do that, and understandably, yeah yeah and but yet they were very good pals from the Olympics, because yeah. Matt Lauer was always covering the Olympics, yeah, and so he would he would walk ahead, but they were playing these holes together.
1: Crazy! That's so crazy. is that weird? That's crazy. Like,
0: why would you That's play golf? That's
1: another good fucking Francis Golden anecdote. Golden celebrity anecdote.
0: Michael Phelps was really cool. I was really glad that he was cool. He seems because like he's I had, had man. so much belief in him, and I've rooted for him so many years of my life that to meet him and to find out that he was totally cool and nice was a, a relief to me.
1: Dude, like, yeah, like, that's what the, to me, him smoking a bong should make him more of a role model.
0: Well, I, it's just a question. He's well-rounded. It it happened 15 years too soon. Yeah. Again, if that happens now. I
1: still, I would have said that then too, though.
0: Yeah. But, but again, weed, especially for athletes, I mean, it just had more of a stigma, the whole gateway drug thing. People felt like it was going to affect performance.
1: But like, that's up to him to decide and you remember he, ricky he williams didn't, He didn't. yeah i do i do but he didn't test positive or anything no the right. way ricky williams was you know what i mean he right. didn't break the rules he was enjoying himself in his free time yeah being the most decorated athlete of a generation and potentially ever and yet we're like trying to fucking shame him are you fucking serious
0: yeah no i'm with Get you out of here i'm with you i mean the thing about the olympics though right is that it unlike any other sport well I would say almost more than any other sport. For some reason, it seems to cater to young kids. You know, the marketing of the Olympics, I, I, I say that, I don't know if that's true. Maybe the NBA has the same thing. But as I remember, I remember feeling as a young kid like the Olympics was for me. It was mm-hmm. something that, that the family got into. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, Michael Phelps, Wheaties boxes. Like, we, we, that was kids shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know that the NFL does to the same level. But then again, I mean, I still remember Kobe ads with you know he was doing Sprite and Shaq doing candy stuff like that for kids too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like this whole for kids thing, the kids can go fuck themselves. This, <laughs> 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 like the, you're watching greatness, and like you will learn, kids, that like it's really important to be a well-rounded person. And living in a pool and not being allowed to leave the pool is not good. Yeah. So, like, like Michael Phelps is a role model, and I don't know any other way around it.
0: Um, Yeah, you um, you say that his life, I don't know that I think that it's been all bad for him.
1: I don't think it has either, but, like... I want. I wish that, like.
0: I mean, he 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 made more money. I would I would guess maybe Usain Bolt, but like probably more money than any olymp. He he got the most out of the Olympics that of anyone ever. Yeah, of any Olympic athlete. Yeah, I would I would guess probably in like, terms so, of yeah, uh, right. financial, like setting him up for life. Yeah. The the and, and he and he's, he retires at thirty six, whatever from from a sport where there's gonna be no. Nagging injuries, really? Think about it. M- yeah. Maybe some shoulder issues. No, yeah, it's you're not having head issues. You're not having knee problems. You're not swimming. Is what I do to recover from injuries. Right, right. It's the least painful sport, in my opinion.
1: Right. Yeah, and maybe he's just doing the therapy thing because, like you said, like he's become the spokesperson for depression for whatever reason, and. And maybe like I'm assuming he went through some of it himself. For, yes, yes. And I know I haven't seen this documentary. I'd like to see it. Um. So whatever. Maybe he's like, all right. But I just really hope there's no sort of like he's trying to make up for doing for letting people down because you didn't let me down, dude, Michael Phelps. <laughs> you didn't let me down, dude. We've all had a couple of drinks and driven before. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know
0: you know how you know how um, you shouldn't be doing it, but pre- yeah. Here's so, something I just remembered. Here's how presumptuous I was on the, um on the driving range i went up to him and i went hi mike uh, <laughs> i called him mike because i think i'd heard someone else saying mike we ready to go and i it's when i went up and oh you his said face. hi to
1: him too i thought you just said hi to matt lauer
0: no i said hi i was talking to michael phelps oh jesus and talking to him for a while that's why i was like he was cool so did you even say hi to matt lauer as i was talking to michael phelps ah, matt lauer it. came over and said hi to us. What did you guys talk about? Just other golf courses he'd been playing recently.
1: That's that's the perfect way to small talk a celebrity.
0: Well, you're on the driving range. Michael Phelps is like obsessed with golf, apparently.
1: But that's great. You find common ground that doesn't have to do with your extensive knowledge of all of their achievements. Yeah, right. And you're not also trying to show him that like, who do you think you are? You don't want to do that either. No, no. It's hard to find the healthy medium.
0: Yeah. I said, uh, you guys going out? Blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah. And I said, Cool. You just playing here? Or you playing any other great courses around here? He's like, oh, we played national yesterday. That was sick. And I'm like, oh, for her, I've been dying to play. Cool, dude. You know, just stuff like that. And he, I think crawl. I think he put like his nine iron over his back with both hands, which was a very leisurely pose. And okay. I was like, this guy is relaxed around me. <laughs> I'm happy with that. You know, I put people at ease. <laughs> Even 48 billion time gold medalist Michael Phelps is at his leisure in my presence.
1: With the whole Francisco. Yeah. You love it, dude. You love it.
0: But it was weird because now looking back, Matt Lauer did come up and say hi to us on the driving range. So they had no issue of being together there. But then as soon as they were out on the course, I guess my guess would be that out on the course, it was harder to prevent a photographer from like coming through the woods.
1: And also maybe, maybe that that's probably a good point. But also maybe like when you're at the driving range, he could have just happened to have been next to Matt Lauer as opposed to if you're playing golf. You are with each other.
0: It's yeah, it's harder to. That's fair. That's fair. I just I don't know the answer to that. I mean, ugh, everyone knew Matt Lauer I think was a member of this course, and I don't, I think people knew that Michael Phelps was not. But, but you're right. I'm I'm I'm. What's the term? I don't know. I'm like picking picking at hairs or something.
1: Oh, nitpicking.
0: No, something no. about hairs.
1: Hairs, hairs. Somebody used this
0: aphorism with me recently, and I was like, "I've never really known what that what means."
1: That's interesting, dude.
0: Yeah, it's ugh, whatever. Fuck.
1: <laughs> well, dude, I recommend um, splitting hairs. You're splitting
0: ah, hairs. Yeah, all right.
1: Recommend watching some of the the Olympics. The individual short and free skate are both coming up. Okay. And for the women's, it's just been mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I recommend checking it out.
0: Okay. Cool. I'll give it I a I have look.
1: a thought as to why I feel like the Olympics isn't as compelling. I feel like there's just so much to watch in TV in the world that me having unlimited things to watch the Olympics is like at the bottom of that mm-hmm. list. And but why is it before, the bottom? Before it was just like that What was on because oh, that's right. like oh that's on like channel five right and, like that's the thing that's on mm-hmm. that's and now it's just like i can just watch netflix and i don't even know they're happening or something yeah you know? that's interesting mm-hmm. that's interesting but that's just my thought
0: yeah that's i agree good. with that and and also covid screwed a lot of stuff up i mean isn't this has this not this is when this olympics was originally supposed to happen yeah but then the summer happened a year later a year later which means back. that they're closer together yeah. and then we have the World Cup coming up this summer. Great, and it's it is great, but it's sort of an embarrassment of riches in terms mm-hmm. of these massive every four year events, all uh, happening so close Inter- together.
1: Yeah, maybe it makes sense. The World Cup was in Qatar. A year. Yeah, that's so fucking random. That's the other thing too, dude. Like these these uh, when when things take place and in sh- like time zones that make it difficult to watch. It's just like that must kill it a little bit too mm-hmm. you know like when mm-hmm. they were in atlanta like they're easier to to keep track yeah, that's of. that's true yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. dude i officially went through an entire can of the oops beans
0: you have done yep we finished them completely it's good wise so well, i gave you a couple new ones today i, got, I re-upped thank yeah. god
1: because i was actually feeling really depressed that i had to it go.
0: sucks when it's when you don't have it anymore when
1: you're out of brooklyn roasting company coffee It is depressing.
0: Yeah, those are darker days, for sure. They are
1: darker days, not darker blends.
0: No. (laughs) Hints of smoke character. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's the OOPS blend. We got our own coffee from our favorite roasters, Brooklyn Roasting Company. It's an unbelievably renowned, prestigious coffee company. We love them over there. They've been with us for a while, and we've got our own coffee blend.
1: It's so unbelievably With our mugs on the coffee. Not to mention an aphrodisiac. For Ooh. many different, and <laughs> yeah. not because the actual coffee itself will, but just the presence of the coffee at your estate. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's right. They think this guy's going to take care of me uh, through retirement.
1: And now, not to mention, this there's like an inception situation with that. Not only is the Brooklyn co- coffee uh, impressive, but whoever is spending the night at your place will see that you listen to us. Yeah. And you guys will connect over that. Boom. And then you will reconnect in the hay, baby.
0: Fifth date, sixth date, marriage, kids. <laughs> you know second house all good things all because of, of a tin of coffee
1: unbelievable go
0: to brooklynroasting.com use promo code oops beans that'll be five percent off your first order enjoy it love it blend it drink it we love you thank you
1: <laughs> dude you can I tell you something interesting so i don't know why this made me think of russia obviously we're talking about russia and olympic committee and you were even even tell me but you saw we're watching a good
0: documentary. oh uh, can i wreck that really quick Sure. The documentary, um, I think it's called Winter on Fire. Is that what I said it was? I don't know. You never told it's me it. It's the called. documentary about the 2014 Maiden Revolution, M A I D A N, in Ukraine, which I watched this documentary from start to finish. I am so embarrassed that I did not know about this or know more about it. It is insane it is a full-blown war in the streets of kiev yeah it makes occupy wall street look like a joke (laughs) it really does i mean you have police officers with sniper rifles killing citizens for peaceful protest um and and they never give up it goes on and on and on and it's just uh it's an incredible documentary um and it's very gives you a lot of insight i think into why ukraine is tied so strongly with both russia but also with its desires to be you know mm. an independent state and embraced by the west so anyway check that
1: out yeah interesting it's definitely a fascinating topic and also just a classic example of i guess we don't have to like get into this this late in the episode but like not understanding not attempting to understand eastern culture or like, why Russia, why Ukraine is so important to Russia. Not understanding that at all. There's like many reasons that are compelling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just being like, I don't know. It, it, we have a, we're good at undercomplicating, complicating yeah. complicated things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. But anyway, dude. So when I went to Russia, I was reading about going to Russia. And they are like, you should, did, have I talked about this? They're like, you should try to learn the alphabet.
0: The and Cyrillic I, alphabet? Yeah. Hmm.
1: And in my head, I was like, how is that helpful? I don't speak the language. You know what I mean? I can read my alphabet and I don't know what the fuck is, is being said in Dutch or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So like why? How is that helpful? So when I was supposed to go to Uzbekistan, I started trying to learn a little bit of Russian for and giggles on Babel. So I'm looking at the app and it turns out a lot of the words are actually similar to Western words. Hmm. So that is why it's helpful. Okay. Like for example, the word assistant in Russian, which looks fucked up when you just see it written in Cyrillic, but how do you think you say that?
0: Uh, Assiski, like Assistsky.
1: close. It's literally assistant.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but Isn't that crazy? but you would
0: need to know the letters to know exactly. that that was that.
1: Not that assistant would be helpful, and it may, like, but like, you can maybe figure out what things are instead of just looking at these letters that look like rocket ships and shit
0: but like even the
1: the word professor is professor
0: (laughs) you just have to say it Uh russianly and obviously Uh it's not
1: like that for the whole language but that had been a mind fuck to me for some time and i remember thinking that it was interesting got it it's a complete tangential thought Uh,
0: you should do russia for your next
1: next video thing
0: next place you go
1: that could be fun I went just, I just had gone so recently that, but obviously it's ridiculous. It's a gigantic country. Yeah. It would be sick.
0: I don't know, man.
1: Yeah. I feel like you need to go there.
0: I'm nervous about Russia. Mm. And, and that is what makes me think you should go, right? Is because oh, you like to disprove people's fears about places. That is true. And that's.
1: Yeah. Interesting. That could be interesting.
0: Whereas if I went, I feel like I'd get in trouble. I'd, I'd throw an apple at the wrong orchard, you know. Some KGB agent would start yelling. My dad would show up, and then we'd all get beaten up together.
1: Um, dude, that's fucking hilarious. Do you want to do an email? And call yeah, let's it? do an email. Okay. Um, which one are we going to do here? Um, okay, this one's called "Seeking Your Thoughts on Restaurant Feedback Etiquette." Hi, boys. Insert standard commentary. Love the pod. But seriously, my boyfriend refers to you guys as the boys, mm. i.e., quote, the boys really recommend this restaurant at NYC. <laughs> 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 That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. It's become a fun tradition for us to listen to your apps and debrief throughout the week. So, I'm ready to get your views on real-time restaurant feedback. I'm always one for respectful but honest feedback when the question is, how was your meal? is asked. Note, Nice, not rude, Uh, but I'm always scolded by my dining partners for the uh, for embarrassing them or that it's pointless to the point uh, where last week my boyfriend found a piece of glass in his food and he felt awkward raising it with the staff. Since you've previously spoken about whether you call out incorrect bills, uh, I was wondering if you were firmly part of either give honest feedback or say it was great through gritted teeth camps.
0: All right, I have a very specific point I want to make here. I think a lot of, for me, the restaurant feedback thing comes down to the intention behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So if their intention in raising the fact that they found glass in his food (laughs) is to let the restaurant know, hey, guys, heads up, this happened, you know, I just want to make sure it doesn't happen again, help you guys out, try to avoid it. Whatever. Make take a look and see if there's a broken glass. What what whatever it may yeah. be, bring it to their attention, right? For their their <laughs> sake. Great. That's great. Mm-hmm. But if your intention in bringing it up is to get a free meal or to like show, you know, sort of scold them or something like that, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that so much. And you, it's that the story we talked about—the restaurant in Brooklyn we Brooklyn. went to, where there's like you can you can feel the entitlement. Diners often are entitled. You think that this is a service I'm paying for, yada yada, and they and they lose sight of the fact that these people are working their asses off. It's still a job for them. It's not a perfect science. Food at restaurants, mm-hmm. things do go wrong. Yeah, and you know. Yeah. You hope for the best, but whatever. So um, that's my thought: is that it comes down to what's your goal in right. in, in providing feedback,
1: right? Dude, totally.
0: And and if you extend that really quick, if you extend that on like by writing a Yelp review, you can write a Yelp review, right? with the, With the goal of informing other diners about what to expect at that restaurant. And say, you know, you give it a four star review, and you say, like, yeah, it was great, but you know, this happened and this happened, and it was pretty cold. The door. Let a lot of things in. I don't know, we'd go back, the food was solid. Fine. But if you write a one star review because your goal is to hurt the business of that restaurant and you want people to not go there and fuck this place, like you're just a vindictive person. Mm. And, you know, just because you had a bad experience doesn't make you judge, jury, and executioner of a place that's trying, Mm. hopefully trying. Now, if they fucking come out, spitting your food and slapping you in the face, like, go for it, whatever. If it's truly some criminal <laughs> thing they did, yeah. yeah, all bets are off. But I don't know. That's, that's my theory.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Um, my, the only thing I would add to that is, you know, if you have feedback, you should hopefully be giving it and not have to wait until you're asked. If you feel so strongly about something that you need to tell them, tell them whether or not they're like, so what'd you think? you shouldn't, that shouldn't be your moment.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had
1: nothing to say before they asked that, you probably still have nothing to say. Right. If you have something like a glass to share or like whatever, um, I think it's, it's fine. And especially if you have something good to say, which I think is, she, she's. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Point as well.
0: Do you, uh, do you think that if someone has an issue with their food or, or something that they should alert the group that they're going to raise the point?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, because it could make people uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, your effect, you can be affecting the group.
1: Yeah, you should tell the group. That's funny, dude. I never even should thought Should
0: you that. ask the group if you should do that?
1: I think that there's a way to be like, guys, listen, I this happened, as you all know. I feel like I'd like to mention it. I want you guys to know, because just in case anybody strongly objects, I would probably respect your strong objection and not yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. That's hot.
0: It's yeah. Hot. Occasionally, when I was a kid, my mom would, would bring up, you know, that her, if she had a piece of fish or something that was like frozen in the middle, mm-hmm. she would say, she would bring it up. And my sister could not handle it and would get up and leave. <laughs> She'd leave the table for 10, 10 minutes and, until the controversy had passed. <laughs> she was so conflict averse. It didn't bother me that much. Mm, that's fair. Yeah.
1: But I understand. That's a classic kid being embarrassed to the parents. My parents are are nice, but they're my dad asks for a lot of stuff. So Uh like he'll never send something back, but he'll be like, Can I have more ice? Can I have more water? Can I have a lemon? And then he'll like make some commentary. He'll be like, Can I have more water? (laughs) Yeah, I love water. (laughs) 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 Big water drinkers.
0: (laughs) Dude Speaking of water, I just lost my fifth hydro uh, and you know what hurt especially about this one was <laughs> that i had i had You're just i had talking
1: about yeah. this yeah what's that we were just talking about hydro flask. were you couple, no we were a couple episodes ago were we you, we were talking about when you bring a hydro flask guys, oh. by the way, Francis and I are living in a vortex of our podcast and we don't know what the
0: fuck we talked about
1: <laughs> when someone's like, dude, last episode, when you said this, I literally am always you're like, right. I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're absolutely right. So I People don't, yeah.
0: message me and they're like, I got this thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why are you telling me? And they're like, you talked about it. And, um, anyway. Okay. So, so I had to buy my, okay. Cause I, I lose them. <laughs> I lose them like their hairs or something. I, they are but it is also the most important, arguably the most important thing I in my life, item. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> this one was especially sad because I think it was the third hydro flask that I bought. I lost it, but I left it in a friend's car, and I told him. And then he didn't return it to me for months, and he finally returned it to me in Colorado. Wow. Like, he put it in his bag and, and, and brought it to wow, Colorado wow. and handed it to me there. So, by that point, I had bought a fourth one to replace it, and I had lost that one. So, him giving me this bath was like my fifth hydro flask, even though it was just my th- the third one. And then I just lost it.
1: Oh, my God. And dude.
0: so I've, after all that, I, I don't deserve to keep buying hydro flasks. And yet when I go when I don't have it, my life is dry as hell. <laughs> I genuinely had this thought the other day. I was like, if our apartment burned down and I only had time to, buy, to get one thing, <laughs> it would be my hydro flask because you got to believe you're going to be inhaling a lot of that smoke from the house fire. You're gonna be thirsty. Absolutely. You're gonna be choking. You're gonna want some water, and nobody deserves to die thirsty. You know what I mean? True. So I'm gonna Amen, get my hydro bro. flask. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> that's
0: amazing. But this time, this time I got a different kind. Oh, that thing's sick. This is a Camelback. I went to a different. Uh, I like the Hydro Flask better simply because it's got that sippy nipple type thing, mm. whereas this is, this is just a hole. It's just a dumper. It's a hole. You got to dump it. Yeah. <laughs> with the sipper, with the at night, that's the best part. When you're thirsty in the middle of the night, you just grab it and you bring it to your mouth. Now I got to tilt.
1: Dude, I thought the highlight of our last YouTube video that was not the podcast, we did the Would You Rather, was you... Miming drinking water with no elbows. <laughs> I laughed really hard last night at 3 30 a.m. in my bed when I couldn't sleep. Um, so, good. check out some of our side content on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and do you have anything else? No, dude. Um, we have stuff coming up. I'm going to be in Panama City Beach, February 26th and 27th at Harpoon Harry and Longboards. You can take us on my website um, or in my Instagram bio, whatever. Uh, we are going to be at City Winery in Boston march 24th Mm -hmm. one night only uh you can get tickets francis website my website the oops page google it you'll be able to find it francis what do you got yeah uh
0: i've got uh bananas comedy club in hasbrook heights new jersey february 18th and 19th that's this weekend i think and um and then i'm in gotham for new york city my big new york city shows that's april 8th and 9th those will sell out so get your tickets now francisellis.com. Hope to see you guys there.